I get those goosebumps every time. I just have to get the big fella off the bench. Oh Could this be their last chance now? And it comes Monster to the front! He's scored! The Holy Monster scored! I'm waiting on ya. He's waiting on ya. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hind to throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, we throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying I'm sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and I'm just I get those goosebumps every time How is it going? Uh, welcome to another loaded reaction, and this time it is West Ham against Newcastle. So, how are you, boys? How are you, boys? We thought that we were, we thought we we're losing, we we're going to lose this. We thought we we're going to win this. We ended up drawing us. But how are you, Pete? Let's go to you first. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's overall. I think it's been a real. Kind of successful period for us after the first international break. I'm not going to lie, um, so I'm, I can't be too disheartened about it. Frustrated that we didn't take three points, but not annoyed by it or like angry by it. Um, you know, a point's a good result at, uh, at West Ham's ground. This is a different West Ham to the one that we played last season. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm pleased we took a point um, and we're out there. But it won't be the same score the, the, the next time round. Oh, no. for two reasons, <laughs> for more than one reason, we'll get into it for sure. <laughs> How are you, Chris? Well, we know Bingo Pete. Bingo Pete, I should give him his full title. It's all good. How How are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate. Yeah, really, really good. It's been a nice weekends. Um, and yeah, I, I was, I was, um, I was pleased with the points. Obviously, there was a little bit of disappointment because we were one nil down and we're two one up, looking like we're going to see it through. Isaac hits the post, but you know West Ham came back at the end with kudos. But I, I'll be honest, like I think we'll look back at this and go, you know what, it was a really good point. And funnily enough, Pete, when you were talking, then I was I was remembering. Um, I think it was on the twelfth man that you said it, um, and the lads were giving you a bit of stick. And I think was it Potts who said to you, um, "Would you prefer to win against PSG or West Ham?" And you said, "I'm pretty sure you said." I want to beat PSG and I want to get a point at West Ham. Sure, that's what you said. There you go. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, do you know what? I think we'll look back on this and think, yeah, really good, solid point. And the fixtures today have been uh, generous to us as well. Obviously, Liverpool uh, only drawing with Brighton. Um, Arsenal beating Man City keeps that title race wide open. Um, and Villa only drawing with Wolves, you know. I, was I, think, I didn't know the final score on that one. So yeah, it finished one one yeah, so you got three score draws this afternoon in the yeah. Premier League. So yeah, I think um, I think it worked out well. Um, all the two o'clocks finished uh, a, a score draw, um, and then obviously Arsenal beating Man City. So I think we've got away with it. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's Palace next game at home after the international break. Clean up there. I, 
I saw an Irish Max chat. I don't know who it was, but uh, I saw someone saying it could have been Paulie Slaughter. He said uh, they had they had put down four draws and they they cashed out in the Arsenal game, so they they cleaned up on on, oh, uh, wow. on that one on, on the bet. So uh, so I must check it out again. But um, yeah. Yeah. let's let's get into it and we will talk through it um, and see where the, the the key talking points are. So first up is the team news. So. Uh, Wilson was was back, but he's on the bench, and it turned out he wasn't really fully fit anyway. And uh, no J seven, but he doesn't want to risk him either. Let, let him get him, let, give him the international break to to uh, get himself right. Uh, we know Gordon was suspended, and uh, yeah, big loss having having Gordon out. But uh, that was our team. What what did you make of our team, guys? Uh, Pete, we we'll go to you first. Um, yeah, I think uh, Chris. Um, I think you might have mentioned it actually. Uh, in in our chat, uh, we, we we had a quite a big discussion about it on the away days. Um, I didn't think Joe Linton was going to play. Like I said, I said to you boys at the time, when you pull a hamstring like that, that you, you don't recover from that in a week. And I think it is very clear that Eddie Howe, I think Eddie Howe's embraced. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. I apologise, but Eddie Howe has embraced. The fact that he, he that everybody knows now that his team news is bullshit. Like, <laughs> and I think it was Luke Edwards that called him out. Of it yeah, he did. he did. And he just kind of just laughed it off because he knows, like, he knows, he knows he's bullshit and everybody. So you don't actually know what's true and what's not, which is part of the, which is part of the, um, the, the illusion that he's that he's building. But um, I'm not surprised that Tanani played. I actually thought he was really good against PSG, and they are going to want to try and make, uh, make ensure that he is playing full ninety minutes. And it was great to see him play. I believe he played a full game. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, the full ninety minutes, but I think his first um, in the Premier League, which is great to see. I was really, really pleased to see that. Um, yeah, Isaac up top. Um, I'm sure we'll get into the Wilson conversation, but I'm not surprised Wilson played the amount of time that he did. All the rest of the team, it kind of, yeah, okay, maybe the rest of the team as it was, apart from Elliot Anderson, I thought they would have started there. So that was kind of the only thing for me that stood out. I think I might have said that on the show. So, yeah. Um, mm. Other than that, yeah, as as you were. Same question for you, Chris, on, on the Newcastle team. But you, if you want to refer to the the West Ham team, you can as well. But um, what 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 do you make of the the Newcastle team first? And any surprises for your? Um, I wouldn't say there was any surprises. Um, definitely not. I mean, obviously, as as Pete's just mentioned, we did away days. We we called the back four and and Pope. Um, there was a little bit of discussion around Bruno Longstaff Tonali. Um, although we weren't far off there, I don't think. Um. I think in the end, I think I think it was uh, Keith and Pete who said, actually, no, I fancy Tonali to start. And Pete was adamant Joe Linton wasn't going to start. And obviously that that came that came to fruition in the end. Um so I was I was to be honest, I was pleased to see Elliot Anderson getting the one out. And I know that he said in an interview many, many moons ago that um, you know, his preferred position was left wing. So I wasn't nervous over it in any way. Mm. But I know that Eddie Howe's been predominantly using him in the midfield. But yeah, I'll be honest, when I saw the lineup, I was happy. The only thing I'd mentioned on the West Ham, um the only thing I mentioned on the West Ham lineup which made me laugh was the fact that, you know, there was all this uh all this rumours of Antonio not being fit, and then obviously as soon as we saw him in the in the lineup, I thought, oh great, okay. Um, so you know that that obviously has an impact. As it turns out, the one who we were fearful of was Kudos, um, which I'm sure we'll get to later. And then he came on anyway and did the damage. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the West Ham lineup, as, as we discussed with Lawless on it, away days, very, very good starting 11. Um, looking at their bench, I think. Sorry. You know, they might, oh no, sorry, mate. You know, they might, um, they might struggle with two or three injuries, but certainly the starting 11 is pretty, pretty healthy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I knew it was going to be a close match today, and it was, um, you know, going into the game, I felt confident. Cool. Let's get into the game. And of course, it wasn't on Sky or TNT, so it was on shitty streams. Uh, and yes, that's why I missed about 20 minutes of it fighting with the stream and the internet connection. But seven minutes, uh, this happened. Uh, Paqueta, ball over the top, Emerson running onto it, passes, just passes it in. And Suchek, of course, he was aided by Lascelles, not tracking Emerson, and Pope going. Uh, uh, heading out into no man's land uh but what did you make of the first goal for west ham pete we go to you first just the calamity of errors <laughs> mm. the calamity of errors like uh, lascelles being out of position um he, he, i can see what he's trying to do um but it's well played by antonio antonio was pulling lascelles out of position to create holes that other players could exploit by running it into the back it was it was obvious to see and um, Lascelles fell for the bait, but the ball over the top uh, is in. The goal doesn't, regardless of Lascelles, the goal doesn't happen if Pope doesn't come out there. He's in no man's land. He has no need to come out into that position. Hold your ground. Just hold your ground. Stay in goal. You know, he got caught out in no man's land. The ball gets knocked round him and then Suchet taps into an empty net. If Pope's in goal... Shaw is not is then not trying to sprint back to the goal to protect it. He runs to the man that taps it in the net and he stops the goal from happening. So Pope, for me, it was just it was just it was just I don't know, just an airhead moment. He just completely lost track of what he needed to do. But again, Kamati Reris um that gifted them an early goal in the game. And I I'm not going to lie, when that went in, I was on the way back from, from um, Ava's football match and um, I saw that pop up and I was a bit like, could be one of those days today. I just thought, bloody hell, eight minutes gone. But, yeah. Who, who are you blaming for, the, for that first goal, Chris? Oh, I, I think I said in the chat, didn't I? I, I blame themselves for it um, because I know one of, one of the lads in our Northwest Mags group, and he made a good point, you know, he said that... Um, he said Lascelles was covering for Trippier, and I believe he was. But then Trippier turns around to him and goes, mate, get back. Like, get back in your position. You can see Trippier pointing him back, saying, go back, get back. And he leaves it too late. West Ham spot the space. Um, but I, I think Pete taps your spot on as well. I think it caused a bit of disarray and a bit of alarm. And then Pope decides to come out and try and clear the, clear the space. But he didn't need to, and he shouldn't have. Because even if um, Emerson picks the ball up or, you know, Whoever, whoever is in that space at that time, they've still got a lot to do from that angle. If Pope's on his on his line, they've still got a lot to do. Um, and there's no there's no saying you know that Lascelles would have eventually got back or you know Shaw would have come across the cover. There was no need for him to come out, but I think he just saw the space, knew what was going to happen, so he thought I'll <clears> try and anticipate it, and he did. And to be fair, Emerson did a really clever little jink just to go round him, and then obviously cuts it back for Suchek, and he can't miss. Um, so you know, it was just it was just one of those things, unfortunately. But um, not the best start. But uh, I, I was still confident we you know come back. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Look, I, I I blame both them. But look, they've they've done so well in the last couple of games as well. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Look, uh, 
as uh, that's football, Kev, as uh, the Holy Monster would say. But um, right, next big talking point, and this is where my stream went. went um, but um, I see it's seen a bit of it since. Um, Bruno gets a yellow card, and then there's at least one man from London, uh, Jamaican Geordie, would would say that. Bruno should have saw saw red, and I think uh, he he's he's having a go at the ref tonight as well. But um, do you think, guys, that Bruno should have been sent off? Pete. Yeah, um, I, I think he's in, he's very very lucky uh, to still be on the pitch. Um, I think he's been given a lot of grace. Obviously, I'm delighted he was he, he, he was he was still on the pitch. Um, and I, I have to say, I thought he controlled himself in a really good manner after that moment. Um, or ultimately, he had to, otherwise he needed to be, have been subbed. Uh, but yeah, he was walking a real sort of tightrope um, uh, for that period of time. Uh, but yeah, he, he, for me, it's a second yellow. If that was an opposition, if that was, say, Ward Prowse for a West Ham, I'd be demanding that he got the second yellow and be off. Um, and it's very much similar to um, the Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, against Liverpool at St James's Park, you know, in, in quick succession, two yellow cards, worthy, worthy fouls. Um, but um, you sort of Trent gets away with it. I think Bruno's got away with this one. You send them off, Chris. Um, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, completely agree. Um, I think <laughs> I think you can see the instant regret when he does it, um, and the referees let him off with one there because really it should have been yellow cards. Um, and equally, I thought Miggy was lucky not to get a yellow card as well because you saw the referee, you know, brandishing cards for people waving, saying, you know, book him, book him. And then Miggy does it, and everyone's like, What, Miggy, what are you doing? Don't do that. And then the referee obviously didn't see it, so Miggy got away with a yellow shortly after that as well. But yeah, I um, I thought we were fortunate to still have Bruno on the pitch because I think if Bruno went off, it would have been a really big uphill battle. Um, you know, lose, losing Bruno in the middle of the park. Yeah, it would. I've been mean, being one nil down. Um, I'm going to go go to Eddie Howe line. It it, it, it probably wasn't. Uh, it would have been a harsh red card for the second one. But if you look at Kovacic in in the the Man City Arsenal game, that that's yeah. definitely red. Uh, even the first yeah. one. But um, yeah. Look, yeah, you can see that they have something to to, get, to complain about, it, I guess. Um, moving on, thirty-one minutes, uh, burn header, trips, trips, free kick, just wide the post. Um, and all in all, in in that first half, though, uh, there's no room to make something out of nothing really, because uh, it was pretty tight from from West Ham. But I think us in in the chat, Chris, myself, and you, and then half of Twitter uh, as well, were, were saying right. Put Isaac out to the left where he had kind of wandered out anyway. Take off Anderson and bring on uh, Wilson. Um, we all kind of were aligned on what that's what was needed. But into the second half, as we got to halftime, uh, into the second half, uh, no change at halftime. Eddie Howe uh, said he would stick with it. 50 minutes in, Alvarez diving header just wide from a corner. 55 minutes, um, Dan Burn header. Uh, from Isaac's ball back in. Great save from Ariola. He just nipped in. Um, 56 minutes. Um, yes. Uh, trips free kick. Uh, came off Alvarez. Uh, Isaac goal. Uh, Varchek on it. The goal stood. Um, yeah. What did you make of that one, Chris? Let's go to you for uh, Isaac's goal. Yeah, really, really, really smart finish. Really smart finish. Um, Isaac, Isaac really stepped it up second half, didn't he? He really, really, really impressed me. 
Um, as you said earlier, Daz, him drifting out left, I found unusual because I don't know whether that was Eddie Howe telling him to do it or whether he was naturally doing it, but I noticed Elliot Anderson was predominantly going through the middle, which I found interesting. So there must have there must have been a reason for that, I'm sure. Maybe it was to confuse West Ham because then Isaac started going straight through the middle. But yeah, really, really smart finish and uh, he took his goal really well. Yeah, he did. Pete, your thoughts on Isaac's first? Um, superb. Uh, I, I, I'm. I think I might have said it to you boys, or might have put it in the uh, Jordy Stadfab chat. Um, I've been really impressed with Isaac. Um, I think he's really starting to grow as a striker. Um, uh, in order to play the complete role, um, certainly his back to back to goal work isn't come on leaps and bounds. We saw that against PSG for sure, and uh, he's now getting himself in positions on the last man where he's picking up the ball and being able to put it in the net. And and, uh, and that goal typified it, being in the right position at the right time. So when the ball lands to him in the middle of the goal, um, he's able to put it in the net. Because if he has an opportunity like that, anywhere from the penalty spot, I, I trust him wholeheartedly to put the ball in the net because he's, he's, a, he's a killer of a finisher. Great goal. Um, passed a really good goalkeeper in Ariola, And... Uh, I, I think I tweeted. Uh, I put a message to you boys in the chat. I said, "Let's go for the win at that," because because West Ham genuinely looked shell shocked um, when we when we got that goal. I think they were kind of hoping to hold out for a one nil. Chris, question for you: How many words per second are you? How many words per second am I? Yes, I see you're typing away there. Your your skills uh, typer. Sorry, you're, sorry. I thought you were you're talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you can talk as well. I am pretty quick at me typing, um, and I, I, funnily enough, obviously I, I type a lot in work, obviously because that's, that's my job. Um, but I do actually thank it, thank it for um, MSN Messenger. Don't know if ever any of you used to use MSN Messenger. <laughs> I used to have MSN Messenger on the go, and then Champ Mano One Hundred Two. So I had to push screens, <laughs> and I was just, I was just away. I was away. Chat Manager Three. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the official Chat Manager Three, the the best of all time. Yeah. Great yeah, so that that was yeah, multitasking. We might, mate, we might need know. to talk about that at some point. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, let's back to the game. Uh, we're with all at this stage. Newcastle are, are on top, or um, and we're making good strides. Um, five minutes later, Isaac, uh, um, sorry, trips volley and uh, an unbelievable volley across the, the face of the goal uh, to find Isaac with with a tap in uh, for the second. Uh, Newcastle go 2-1 up after being 1-0 down at halftime and uh, to be 2-1 up um, for after uh, 16 minutes in, in, into that first half. Uh, what, what, a, what a turnaround there. Pete, we'll go to you, I think, here on Isaac's uh, uh, second. Um, yeah, you, you, you touched on it already. Uh it's is a great passage of play. I think it was Bruno that lofts that ball over to, to Trippier into the far yeah, corner. Um, a superb volley um, in, into the space. Uh, the king of assists, I like to call him now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kieran Trippier. Uh, top, like, top, top Ozil. Yeah. Ozil, like, how may I assist you? Yeah. <laughs> Kieran Trippier now, king of assists. How may I assist you? Forget Ozil, he's in the past. Uh, but yeah, I think it's him and Madison now on, on five for the season. Just imagine if they were both in our team. Looking out, <laughs> all over the shop. But uh, Trippier, 
superb volley. And I think it, the fact that he didn't take a touch, the fact that he put it in first time, is what is what surprises the whole of the back line of West Ham. And it goes back to the point that I mentioned in Isaac's first goal, is where he was in the second goal. He's on the last man. Then if you go three or four games back when he was playing, he was playing very much deeper than the last yeah. man. He was trying to receive the ball um, from deep and play. Now he's on the last man. He's doing what Callum Wilson does. And that's where he gets his goal today. Uh, in both goals, in fact. But right place, right time. Brilliant finish. I don't know if he meant to put it into that far corner, but he put it into the one area that Ariola couldn't even die for because he had no chance of getting it. Um, just a brilliant goal all round. A really, really um, well-worked goal. And honestly, I thought, yeah, I thought we'd done it. I thought I thought we'd we'd done enough to secure the three, uh, and I was going mental at that point uh, in the kitchen and watching the game upon here on 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 very legal legal means, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was watching the game going mental when that went in. Chris, he's ex second goal and uh, trips volley across the face of goal. What was your thoughts on that one? Oh yeah, it was sublime. Yeah, I think I think Pete's right. I think it was Bruno. I was I was I was torn when when you first asked Pete the question, was it Bruno or Tonali who hit the ball into Trippier? But I think that that ball made it. Um pretty sure it was Bruno. Um but yeah, fantastic ball. Caught caught West Ham napping and then Trippier had to do the really hard part, which as you say, Dars was hit it on the volley. And even the way he directs it, like he, he hits it straight. But it's got like a slight angle on it, so it keeps it away from the defender. And then all Isaac's got to do is time his run to perfection. The ball lands on the end of his toe, and he just puts it puts it past Ariola, who's never going to save it. Um, so no, really, 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 really good finish. And yeah, like Pete, I was uh, <laughs> I was very excited because I was thinking, here we go, three points. Especially because I think at you know the half uh, half time, as much as we thought we were going to get back in it, I think we were all well. Maybe I'm harsh saying this, but. We were. I was certainly thinking, oh, is this one of these games where we haven't quite turned up? Is this one of these games where it's not quite clicking? Um, and then all of a sudden, bam, bang, 2-1 up. Brilliant. Yeah, because at, at halftime, I was thinking, Jesus, yeah, if we got back into it, a, a, a draw, be, it would be okay here now. And then went to go 2 or not, we're thinking, oh, where we be in the table now? I was thinking to myself, well, uh, no, look at, well, we'll move on. 72 minutes. This is where the game should have been killed off. Isaac threw on goal. I, I don't know who played the ball to him, but uh, Isaac threw on goal. He rounds the keeper. With that burn, with the killer pass, he, he, what, 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 what could that burn not do at the moment? Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, he's a kid supposed. Uh, he was on that hat trick. Should have scored. Should have been three one up, but was not to be. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on on that little move there? Oh yeah, it, it came out of nowhere, didn't it? And as Pete said, yeah, Dan Bain. You know, he said Bain played. You know, Bain played it through, and it was like Jesus. It was it was a really good ball, um, and he's acted everything right. It was just it. I think he. Just, I think the angle was against him. You know, when by the time he hit it. Um, so it was just it was a crying shame because really you know if if we if it was three one the game's done belly doesn't it but bounces off bounces off the uh, I think it bounced off the post and then it hit the defender and went out for the corner and I think as well Daz correct me if I'm wrong that was the first corner for Newcastle that match as well could rather be could rather mm. be yeah Pete. only because I had a bet on so I was keeping counts that's how I knew <laughs> <laughs> Pete would you have buried would your daughter have buried that one. 
<laughs> Forget my daughter. I'd have been reading off with the Shira. Shira had to be <laughs> absolute killer. You know what? I was watching back, and, and it's it's easy in hindsight. Um, and it, it, uh, it's the hindsight that kills me more than anything because I watched that goal back. Went the wrong side. He went the wrong side. When he was in on goal, he, you know, he, the step, he, he did the step over to the right, took it to the left. He should have done the step over to the left, took it to the right. Because on the right-hand side, the goal was gaping. He had the whole goal to score from because he was actually in on an angle. Um, but I think he's trying... I think when he's running for on goal, I think he thinks that the centre-back's coming in on his right, which is why he goes to the left. But actually, there was no one there. And if he'd have done the step over, gone in on his right, he'd have had more space to go into to put it into an empty net. Um, however, um, it, do, it is quite wide. It is quite wide, so it would have been a fantastic finish if he gets it in, because by the time where he hits the ball, it is quite a narrowed angle at that point. And obviously, the, the centre-back's coming in, I think it's a go-ahead to, 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 to try and clear it. But mm. really unlucky. Deserved to get his hat-trick today. I thought he was yeah. immense yeah. Um, for the time that he was on. But, yeah, and that you know, someone else put it in the chat. Actually, I can't remember who. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was Ronald. Welcome, Ronald Wood. Um, said, uh, I wish uh, Isaac could have scored the hat-trick instead of hitting the post, a game-changer, as we would have won it. And that's the bit that I can refer to. Has that, have, have that gone in, we're taking the three points. There's no doubt about it. Just a reminder as well, if you're uh, just smash that like button as well, we should have said it earlier, but yeah, smash that like button. And there he is. Chris is back <laughs> with that one. He loves that. I love that. Uh, I love it. I love I, it. <laughs> it's going to delete it off the system someday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Don't do that. You're not about to play that. <laughs> <laughs> if you go mad, if you he turn his head out, hair out, don't try to find it. But, <laughs> um, but I hate watching the game on the stream because you always find out information yeah. before it happens. Because I found out we'd scored the second, <laughs> uh, before we actually scored it. Because I was like, saying to Luca, watch, I bet you can score again. But uh, uh, then, and also, uh, I find out that, that they scored as well. But uh, through my watch, actually, my watch beat. But anyway, uh, 78 minutes, Ward Prowse had a free kick, and this is where I thought they were going to score, but he went over the bar. 81 minutes, Miggy off, Murphy on, 84 minutes, Isaac off, Wilton on, and then Eddie House said afterwards, um, Isaac had a bit of a knock. So we can talk about that as well. 88 minutes, a man that we looked at in the summer uh, came from um, Ajax Kudas. Uh, great strike, to be, to be fair. Um, made it to all and um yeah it, it should Tonali have shown more desire there to try and block it what was your thoughts there lads on on uh chris i'll go to you first on um good as go yeah i was i was saving <laughs> aaron's comment um when you watch the goal back it was a fantastic strike not taking anything away from kudos because it was a really really good strike <laughs> and i think pope some people might say Pope could have got down quicker, but it was through a crowd of bodies, so I don't blame him. And Kudos hit it really well. Um, but when you watch it back, you just see Tonali. And do you know what? It, it was funny. It was our Callum who said it. And he was like, Tonali could have done more there. And then I watched it back, and you just see Tonali like, go towards to block it off. And he just kind of like half, you know, kind of puts an attempt, you know, to try and block it. And you think, do you know what? If he'd have thrown his body in front of that, there's no way it was going in. 
no way. Um, he'd have blocked it. So that 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 element of it is disappointing, not going to lie. Um, but fantastic strike. And it's just one of those things, isn't it? I'm still, I'm yeah. still happy with the point, Daz. But that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the summary of that goal for me. And I suppose we can link it back to, again, this is Tunali's first time playing 90 minutes for us. So, you know, we can take that into consideration yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Pete, your thoughts on Kudas's goal for West Ham to the leveller? It's a killer. Uh, I, I, I did like a bit of a Kevin Keegan at Anfield moment where I was kind of like <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the side, breakfast bar, hanging down like, oh my God, like, why? Why is this happening? Um, oh, oh. When it went in. Uh, and you know what? I don't think they deserved it. They didn't really I ne- do see, I nearly, I nearly said that. The point was nearly fair. And then I stopped yeah. myself because I was like, actually... We probably did deserve the three points, yeah. so that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I, I, you know, I, I'll take the point, but I don't think they deserved it. I really don't I think we did enough to win the game. I think it's better. It is. I think there's a lot of people in the chat that have said, you know, we'll take, we'll take the point, but you know, good we didn't get the three. You know, so a bit of pill to swallow kind of thing that we got. We got a point and not a three, and I'm I'm kind of like that. I'm taking the positives out of it, but I'm annoyed that we conceded the goal. Yeah, uh, with Tanali. Um, it's twice now. Um, I'm hoping Eddie Howe has a conversation with him or has had the conversation with him because you got the, the flimsy kick at Brighton that sets up their first goal um, at the Amex where he kind of should properly clear the ball and he just kind of flicks a foot at it. They have a shot. Ferguson scores his first and then they go on to win 3-0. And then there's that where he's not getting there. There's... The, you know what? It's really interesting because, Daz, we were talking before the show and I was telling you about my daughter's game today. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling, telling you about the press. Like, there's, there's there's two types of press. There's a fake press and there's a press. Okay? And a fake press is is what? A little bit what Alan St. Maxman used to do. You'll run, you'll run at pace to get to the position you need to. You're not really attempting to get the ball. You're just getting there to show that you're getting there. That's kind of what Tonali does. He'll get there, but he won't get there and put his body in the way. Like, you'll you'll see Bruno do it. You'll see Byrne do it. You'll see Shaw do it. Like, they'll put their body in front of the ball. That's what I want to see from from Tonali. And to be fair, you don't always see it in Italy. It's It, it may well be a cultural thing. Um, but if you're playing in the Premier League, and if you're playing for this Newcastle United team, you need to do it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Eddie Howe has that conversation or has had that conversation because it's twice that it's happened now where they've not he's not quite done enough with the ball or to get in front of the ball and i don't really want to see that again i mean we could argue that um longstaff who would have been in that position is out of position and didn't do enough to get back that was the thing that i saw in addition to that is that longstaff's not getting back into his position because that's where he would have been to pick up the ball and he would and kudos would have never got the shot off uh, I do think that Tanali didn't do enough, but he was coming back from a position that he wasn't supposed to cover. So he was almost doing a double job um, because Longstaff hadn't got back in. So they were the kind of things that I saw. But yeah, equally, Tanali should have done more in that situation. And like I say, it's frustrating that the goal has gone in. I did look at the, the Pope situation and think, 
He's not really dived for the ball. Yeah, he's kind of just flopped to the ground. But as Chris, you mentioned, it was going for a, a, a host of bodies, so it's hard to it's hard to kind of um, point the finger at that. But yeah, 89th minute. <laughs> I, I was yeah. kind of like to down. I thought when we got to 85, 86, I thought we've done enough here to win the game. Look, yeah, because I'm probably a bit of talking the chat, but there's also I think Tonali's going to come good. Uh, he, he's he hasn't done too bad so far, and it would give him give him a chance as well. But some people again on Twitter are totally writing him off. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what does? It, and it's funny. Like I know Rich is tongue in cheek there, and it, and it is funny, but what? What I don't get or what I don't understand is, and I think I think we, we speak about this regularly on the channel and we say that this is how we are. Like, I think every player, and and, and Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall, whoever it is, is open to criticism. Even the owners are open to criticism if they get something wrong. However, you know, you can't just be immune from criticism or if they do something wrong, you can't go, oh, no, well, you know, let them off. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. You know, you should be able to criticise. And then when they play fantastically, like that PSG game, you know, Every single player we thought was brilliant, and you know they got the flowers as a, as a, as you know some would say, and they deserved it. But I think everybody should be open to criticism. It's the same in work. If you do a good piece of work, fantastic. If you don't do a good piece of work, constructive criticism. But you know, for people on Twitter to be writing Tonali off is ridiculous. Like you know, it's early days. He's going to make mistakes. He's only a young lad, new to the Premier League, new to the country. But just because he's the new, you know the new um, playboy in town and oh no don't criticize him you can't criticize him you should be able to criticize him you should if he does something wrong or doesn't do something you know correctly you should be able to criticize but that's not to say that you write him off or that you don't rate him yeah Chris um other, other than that which is which is a very like it, it's you know it, it's a in the grand scheme of things it's a minor thing that we're critiquing him on here and it is a critique, as you've said, you know, getting there. It, 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 like I mentioned to you, see, it could well be a culture thing, which he just yeah. needs to learn because in the Premier League, with full throttle, we put our foot, um, the bodies are on the line. So in some countries, they don't. But what I will say, and I've seen a few, what I have seen on social media is a few deleted tweets about Tanani because they've they've gone instantly and then all of a sudden they've gone, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong here, <laughs> um, and, and deleted them. But other than that, I thought Tonali was good today. I thought he was yeah. good. I thought mm. uh, and people saying he didn't have a good first half. I'm sorry, you know. A lot of people didn't team, have a good first. Half. The, 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 the team didn't play well. The no, team didn't, didn't play to our expectations. So, and he's part of that. So, if you're going to call out Tonali, you've got to call out every other player. Yeah. What I will say is, in the second half, when the team got better, so did he. Yeah. He was putting the yeah. ball around better. He was involved in things. He was pressing high on that right hand side. He was he was he was heavily involved in a lot of things um, that yeah. were good about Newcastle. You know that that one critique doesn't mean he had a bad game because I don't think he did. You know you're looking at that midfield and we we talked about it, Chris, didn't we, on the way days? Edson Alvarez, James Ward-Prowse, Thomas Suchet. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a difficult midfield. I actually thought our midfield was better than theirs today. Yeah, we dominated yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and he was a part of that. So, you know, look, people people want the problem is, and this is frustration with some section of our fans at the moment. Um, and and this is a little bit of a worry with the takeover is that we we want things now, we want things instant. He's already talked to us about it before the AC Milan game that he had a difficult start to life at Newcastle and in England. 
he was open and honest about it. We should embrace that and give him the time that he needs yeah. to be able to adjust himself to the to the Premier League, to English football, to English way of life. We should give him that grace because we want him to be successful. Hammering him because he had a bad or a half decent forty five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just think, nah. Like I yeah. just People sometimes just do it for reactions. People just do it to get, um, you know, people to be interested in what they're tweeting out. I just think for me, nah, that's, I'm, I'm not about hammering players for, for no reason. And you know, the last thing I just want to say, and hopefully you boys agree with me, and I'm sure some of the viewers watching will agree as well. Like John Askew, I've left this comment on purposely, because John Askew is saying to himself there, to me, it feels like two points drop, but should I smell the coffee? Progress in the last two years has been incredible. The next two years could be very interesting for the map as everywhere. And you know what, John? It's an interesting comment that you make there because you, as Pete's rightly mentioned, you know, sometimes the fan base is split or there's different sections of the fan base. And there's some people in the fan base who are like, but look where we were two years ago. You can't criticise them. You can't have a go at them where like it's immune to even have any kind of slightly negative thing to say and you know, every single fan that you speak to you know if you ask the question is it better now than it was two years ago of course it is but if somebody doesn't do something properly or somebody makes a mistake or somebody doesn't show the effort or somebody um you know makes a balls up you should be able to call it out and it doesn't mean that you're saying oh we're rubbish we're terrible you know i don't want to support the club anymore blah blah, blah it shouldn't have to be black and white all the time sometimes there can be gray areas and sometimes you know you can criticize a player and go bloody hell he was shite today he was really bad today that's not to say you don't like him or to say that you want rid of him or that he shouldn't play again or it's just calling something else and you know i feel a bit for john there because john's like it feels like two points drop but i don't know you know we've come really far in the last two years probably because john's seen loads of people saying to him you know oh don't be don't be negative we're on this great journey but if something's a bit shit, you should be able to say it's a bit shit. It doesn't mean that you've wrote the player off or you're writing the team off or you're writing Eddie Howe off. But look at the many times that Eddie Howe has worked with a player for, say, six months or so, and he's in, and he's he's got so much more out of them than, like, this, this obvious one is Joe Linton, but Gordon as well. A lot, some people were, were writing off Gordon, and now he's, like, as we said about a week ago or less than a week ago, that he's been our best player uh, this season so far. And he was missing today as well. So... <laughs> Like take everything into consideration uh, uh, when um, giving your comments and and give Tunali a chance. He's yeah. he's, he's going to come good. Um, and it, if no. if it didn't if it doesn't work out, we could always sell him on again. We'll definitely get a buyer firm um, uh, somewhere around the world. Sorry, Chris. I was just sorry, mate. I was just uh, I thought you were wrapping up, and that's why I said Daz. Um, I tell you, I know what I know what point Rich Dublin's referring to. Do you remember that? Anyone notice that uh, Miggy moment in the second half when he got to the byline and refused to cross it with his right and he just controls it out of play? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I just thought you lost. Yes, I just yes, thought you I lost do. straight away. Yeah, well, did you yeah. see his reaction? He kind of he kind of looked up to the sky and he took a look, he, he took a look to the bench to see their reaction. And that's what I wanted to see. What I wanted to see is what was the bench's reaction to him doing that because there was no excuse. He had to play in with his right foot. Yeah, of course. And, and that's that's the bit that we're talking about. That's the bit that we're missing. If he was to put it in, it didn't have to be the best cross in the world, but you put it into a dangerous area and you, you continue in the play. The fact that he just refused and wanted to... It was an impossible angle to turn back onto his left in that yeah. situation. It was never going to work. 
but he was always going to try and do that instead of playing <laughs> with his right. It just, yeah. oh, yeah, I've never. I thought Ryan Giggs was one of the worst players to never play with his right foot, but um, yeah, Miggy's uh, eclipsing that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Right, to finish off the game, West Ham on the 90 minute, they should have potentially scored to win it with uh, Jared Bowen, uh, but wasn't to be, it went wide. Uh, look, I, I'm I'm happy enough with the point. Uh, after where we were in, in that game, being 1-0 down, I, I'll take the point there. And it, it means that we're not staring into the international break with, with the defeat. Uh, we can regroup and get people back from injuries as well. Um, we got, we did. I, I was I was fearful that this period would be worse with with Botman out and the cells in. But no. Um, if this if dropping a point against uh, dropping two points against West Ham is the worst we get out of it, so be it. I can live with that away from home as well. Um, anyone any other thoughts on on the match before we get into our the bit that gets the crowd excited at the ratings? <laughs> um, first and foremost, um, yes. We didn't play our best in the first 45 minutes, but if anyone looked at the match stats, 71% possession. I think we had like four attempts on goal, um, two on target. They had one shot on goal, one on target, which was the goal that they scored. Um, so although we were 1-0 down at half-time, all it was is the fact that we just weren't applying our final ball. We controlled possession. We controlled the, the flow of the game. So those basic elements of what we do and what Eddie Howe's trying to build was still there, even though we weren't at our best. I looked at the I looked at the game probably at about 70 minutes, and it was around 68% possession. I think we had six or seven shots on goal, um, four or five on target, something like that. And they were still one shot, one shot on goal, one on target. And that was at like 60, 70 minutes. Like we we although we weren't at our best, we still dominated them, and that's why I still think. We should have we, like we were full value for three points. I'll take the point, and that's why I still we think we're full value because we actually went to Olympic Stadium and dominated them, even when we weren't at our best. And I've just um, addressed the, uh, something that you mentioned because you mentioned about Anthony Gordon not being available, Daz. Well, Sven Botman wasn't available. Joe Linton wasn't available. Willock wasn't available. Barnes wasn't available. All of those players. You think about some of those players coming off the bench. They to influence that game, yeah. we take we take three points. We take three points, and this is a resurgent West Ham. This is a West Ham that not long ago, Mister Lawless was talking about being in a title race. Um, True, <laughs> we drew with the title race contenders. <laughs> but this this is a West Ham that are seventh in the table. This is a West Ham that are, that, are, that are having a good season. We went there and dominated them. For me. I take confidence. I take positives from this. That actually we can. We're not at our best, but we can still have a patched-up team with Lascelles and Shaw at centre back, and go and play against these teams and be competitive, and probably should have won the game. And you know what? Seven games unbeaten, going into the international break. Like I think Mark Douglas said it said it best, and I'll go on what he said: eighth in the Premier League, unbeaten in the Champions League. Still in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. That's all at October. That's all at October, having had three defeats in a row. We are still well in the mix here. 
and we're going into the second international break in a really, really strong position. And that's what fills me with confidence. We're going up against a Palace team that have got probably more injuries than we have at the moment. They've just got two more after after yesterday's game. Two of their most influential players, Decore and somebody else that, that is now potentially injured and not available for the Palace game. Like, they're going in, like, patched up. We'll get players back by then. And I fully expect us to kick on with, I think we've got Palace and then Wolves away to really kick on and potentially get points in those two games and, and, and move on. We're in a really good position. I've said it to you before, I'll say it again. If we can get to end of November, December time and be well in the fight for Champions League qualification into the next phase and still within the top eight of the Premier League, honestly, Champions League, Champions League is on. It is on. It really yeah. is. Top, top yeah. five, hopefully, as well. Um, Right, but we said we're going to keep this short tonight. But we're going to do a speed round of. Speed round. I mean, I mean it this time. A speed round. Well, yes. uh, let's see. Uh, we'll, we, only if there's a major discrepancy between our votes, we'll we'll go. To them. I start off. Hope I give them a six. At fault for the first goal, or half at fault at least for the first goal. Um, mm. I give them a six. Um. Yeah, give him a six. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Right, next up, Trips. Um, I'm giving Trips a nine. He's always class. Yeah, uh, you get two assists. Two assists, I think. Yeah. So. Um, was it two? No, it was one because Emerson, Emerson, their player, headed the ball to to ease that. But, but oh, Trippier uh, did put the ball in initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for yeah. the first goal. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you, that. I'm, I'm gonna go okay. nine. I thought he was yeah. superb today, yeah. I don't know. Okay, next up is the cells. Um, and I'm gonna give him the same as Pope. Um, I'm gonna give him six because of the, the, the fault. I'm blaming both of them for that first goal, so he, he gets a six. He got good marks during the week, but back to a six. <laughs> back to a six, back to a six. Let's <laughs> 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 the standard six. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven. I, I didn't think he was as as bad as played. I, I maybe is not as critical as as Chris was for the first goal. Although <laughs> I, I completely understand where you, where you were coming from with that um, for sure. Uh, but I thought he defended well um, for the rest of the game. So I'll, I'll probably give him a seven. Yeah, well, I'll um, I'll do I'll do a Keith roll. I'll go bang in the middle. I'll go six and a half. <laughs> Keith's prediction <laughs> got the prediction right as well. I know he did. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair play, Keith. Well done. Well done. Um, Char, I give him Char seven. Uh, Char gets a higher score for me than the cells. Probably give him seven point five. I thought he, I thought he did okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Does I see seven? Seven. Uh, yeah. You don't want to go in between. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, stick with, I'll, stick, I'll stick with seven. I'll stick with seven. Not, not to say you had a bad game, but yeah, yeah, seven's fair, yeah. I think. Um, I next up is Burn. I give him Burn an eight. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to 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 give him a low mark sometimes, but I'm, I'm going to give Burn an eight today. Um, he did a good job on Jared Bowen and had that through ball that Isaac should have buried as as you pointed out. So I give him an eight. Seven point five for me. I'll put him alongside Shaw. I don't think they had bad games at all, but I think they were just very much run of the mill. Um, so yeah, seven point five. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give 
you know what, Dad? I agree with you. I, I think sometimes we do give Dan Byrne a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rough, rough ride, should we say? So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Dan Byrne an eight, um, because as well, he was up against Jalap Bowen today, and I thought he did really well. Yeah. Okay. Next up is Bruno. Uh, could have, should have, potentially. Uh, I've got a red. Um, was made making some nice through balls at points as well, has that ball out to to trips. Um, I'm giving Bruno a seven, I think. I'm giving Bruno an eight. I thought he was brilliant. Or, albeit the two central yellow cards, I thought he uh, controlled the midfield. I thought he was the best midfield mm-hmm. on the pitch today. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I'd give him an eight. Um, I thought he handled the game really well after getting away with that second yellow. Um, he really, you know, he really had to concentrate, should we say. And I thought he played the game very, very cleverly after after getting away with that second yellow. Um, and he, he he played some fantastic passes. He was really spreading the ball today. Um, so I thought, I thought he did well. Um, so yeah, I'd give Bruno an eight. I've actually given all my midfielders seven. I don't know why, but I've, I've given Long, Longstaff seven as well. I didn't think he's, I thought Bruno was better than him, but I, I've given Longstaff a seven. Yeah, 7.5. I put him in the middle. Uh, I put all my, all my kind of run of the mill performances a 7.5, so I'll, I'll, I'll give Sean Longstaff the, the same. Yeah. Um, I would give, yeah, look, Bruno was my best midfielder. And in fact, I'll I'll spoil the surprise here. I'm going to give Longstaff and Tenali a seven. And I'd spoil it again even further, Chris. I'm giving Tenali seven as well. Pete, yeah, seven point five. Seven point five. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought we had a decent game running the mill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on onto the attack. Uh, Miggy, I'm giving Miggy a six. Uh, I'd give him a seven. Yeah, I go, go, go seven, Miggy as well. Yeah, he's he's on all right. Yeah. Mm. On to Anderson. Um, I, I think he he does okay on that left wing. Now he's no Gordon, that's for sure. But uh, he does okay. Um, I give him a seven. Um, I don't give any Anderson a six. I I, I don't particularly think he played well today. Oh. Um, I. I know it's a position he wants to play as a left winger. I, I just don't see it. I don't see him as a left winger. Not yet, anyway. He might well grow into that position. And um, he's played his better football as a midfield three, uh, in a midfield three uh, on the left. Um, yeah, I just didn't think he had a great game today. I'm going to be honest. So I'm going to go with a six. Yeah, I, I agree with six, Pete, only because I think I think Miggy was better and I give Miggy a seven. So I... I... I would probably go six for Elliot Anderson. Yeah, I thought I thought he was a little bit wasteful, and a few times he sh- he should have laid it off quicker. Like he was, he kept hold of the ball a bit, and then it was just allowing West Ham time to kind of get back in position. Um, I wish he'd been a bit more crisper with his passing. Um, so yeah, I'd give Elliot Anderson a six. Chris, you made a really good point about Isaac dropping out to the left, and for me, I think Isaac saw. The space that could have been exploited on that left hand side, possibly, yeah. That Anderson wasn't exploiting. Yeah. We we need we need our wingers to run at players. We need our wingers to run into positions in attacking spaces, and he wasn't doing it. Um, so that's why I think Isaac dropped into those positions. It created a gap in the forward line, 
But that's why, because I think he was trying to get on the ball to exploit the spaces. Um, and Isak was causing all kinds of bother on that left. All kinds of bother. Did you see the moment where he, he like done a little quick shimmy with the ball and skipped past Kufal? I think it was Kufal or was it Paqueta? Was that in the quick first half? Yeah, quick shimmy of the feet and he just went. He was down the line. It was a lovely bit of skill. Right when my stream was fucked. Lovely so bit of skill. Yeah. He shifted it left and right really quick and then just started down the line and the, the West Ham uh, player was just gone. But, but that's what Anderson doesn't do and that's what we need. Yeah. And Gordon would do that. Yeah, Gordon would. Would, would, would run into those spaces like when, when fit. Um, we, we need that if we're going to play players in that position. Even Joe Linton would do it. So, yeah. Shrub is the other one, Pete. Says Jordy Two for Life. Uh, the Crystal yeah. Palace one. Yeah. Yeah. They've um, got massive amounts of injuries. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, look, I, yeah. I know we shouldn't emphasize on injuries, I know, but I know D over the last few days have been pulling his air out about the injuries, and then they've got two more. So they might have some back for um, for for our game, but even if they do, I still expect us to win. Hmm. Ah, let's see what the eagle has landed. Okay, let's go on to Isaac and let's go. Uh, I thought he was playing well before he scored. Then he scored two goals. And uh, if he scored that third, he would have been getting an 11, while I'm giving him a nine. And I'm going to give him man of the match as well, Isaac. Yeah, man of the match for me. I thought he was a, he was a 10, not just for his two goals, um, but just his all-round striker play. Um, I, I, I've already talked about what, what I think he's doing at the moment, which is um, far too period to what we saw before. What I will add, seven goals already in all competitions this season. He got 10 last season. So he's only three goals away from hitting his season target from last year already. Um, you know, uh, you're potentially looking at 20 goals this season from him in all competitions. If he continues his fame, probably more than 20 goals. Uh, he is just a class act. And, you know, all these links with Real Madrid and blah, 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 and all these teams. Like, for me, I, I think the links are bullshit. But actually, I think some of these teams are starting to look at him and see how good of a player he is. Um, for me, we're already looking at a £100 million player. Um, that's, how, that's, how, that's how highly I rate him. And interestingly, there was a stat out that says, um, other than Erling Haaland... He's the only one to have. Scored. He's the next in line to have scored as many goals. I think Watkins scored a hat trick, which has put him on the same. But for me, there's levels between between Isaac and Watkins. I'm not going to lie, there's levels. Um, so yeah. You imagine, yeah. Real, like, if Real Madrid are interested, they would have been looking at him when he was in Real Sociedad as well. So, so on firsthand then. But um, yeah, I suppose things change and, and see how he, he's he's improved upon himself as well. When you do it in the Premier League, Daz, that's when teams yeah. come and make make. Yeah. It's all right doing it at Sociedad in Spain, but when you're coming over to the best league in the world and you're banging goals and you're taking a team like Newcastle under Eddie Howe into the Champions League. And doing it on a week-to-week -week basis, already seven goals in all comps this season yeah. should have been eight. Uh, they, that, that's what they like, They like Newcastle strikers, though. Look at you, Hustle. They love them. Um, Chris Isaac, for you. Yeah, uh, he was my man of the match. Uh, closely followed by Trippier. Give Trippier a nine, so I give Isaac a ten. Um, but just to add into what Pete said, yeah, I mean we we signed uh, Alexander Isaac for sixty-three million. Now, for me. To even consider selling them, it's at least 120. And bearing in mind, you always pay a premium for goal scorers. And Alexander Isaac will get you goals. And he's 23 years old. 
Um, if Real Madrid aren't looking at him, I'd be majorly surprised. And you know, Real Madrid have a habit of going for a Galactico summer spending spree. Wouldn't surprise me if he was on it because um, you know they've already got their eyes on Mbappe. No doubt, I, I still believe that they'll be interested in Bruno. Genuinely think they will. Um, and if you want a striker who's going to you know play for you for the next five, six, seven, eight years. Not not just any old striker as well, by the way. Somebody who's that good, you know, they can you can put him out on the left wing and he looks equally comfortable. It's 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 incredible. I think I think I said at the at the start of this um season that for me Alexander Isak's the second best striker in the league behind Haaland. And I'll tell you what, if he carries on the way he is, he could end up challenging Haaland because that that is how good he's been. If they come to us for Isak, we'll point them towards Chris Wood, who's at Nats Forest. Yes. There you go. Take take him with you. Look, we got through those. Go on, Bobby. Uh, I was going to say, Isaac's all round game is better than Haaland. Yeah, Haaland is a finisher. He's a killer. He puts chances away for fun. Hmm. But as a as a striker, Isaac is more complete than Haaland. You saw that today. If anyone watched the Arsenal Man City game, he barely has a touch of the ball. He's barely in the game. He doesn't link the play. He's a great striker and finisher, but when he's not doing that, when he's not putting the ball in the net, he doesn't really offer you as much as what Isaac would. And that's why I think he'd be more sought after than we think. But look, he isn't going anywhere and he hasn't got a clause. So no. we can demand what we want. We can demand okay. Sorry, Pete. Yeah, you, you, like you were saying, you know, Isaac's going to the left. Isaac's dropping deep at, at times. We saw Isaac in the number six position trying to get get hold of the ball and then run That's through midfield back to as well. At one stage, yeah. he was back. Yeah, he's back that far. You won't, you won't see Haaland doing that. You just won't. Um, Isaac is a, a well more rounded striker. Yeah, I completely agree, Pete. Wait, okay. Point as well. Watkins has has, uh, has played. 40% more minutes than he's at this season too. Because wow. obviously we've been changing strikers with yeah. Wilson playing minutes in, in the Premier League as, as well. So to get that many goals, six six Premier League goals, seven in all competitions, when you, you're kind of chopping and changing with your strike partner, mm-hmm. just makes it even more impressive. Yeah, you just need to keep both of them fit, and then next summer bring in someone else as well to to keep it uh, keep it really fresh uh, to chop and change. Um, Let's go to the questions. Any questions or comments that we want to take, lads? Um, yeah, I can have a look. Um, so David Cook uh, makes a good point. Bruno misses the next game, five cards. Which I hadn't picked up on. Or oh, is that not right? If you go to Paul's one, which is just underneath, I think... Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll put it on um, just to add that context. I think he is on four yellow right, cards. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, right, the fifth one was in the the league cup, so it doesn't yes. apply to. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, oh, well, panicking a bit there, David. But Paul, thank you for coming down. He's he's the same as Gordon. Like he's going to be suspended at some point, unfortunately, yeah. because I think the cutoff point is around sort of December, back oh, end of December. So he, I think he is going to pick up another yellow in this point. It just it's just a case of when it is, what game it is, and hopefully it's when we've got players back. So it's when we've got Joe Linton back, when we've got Willock back, uh, when we've got players that can come in and, and, and take the reins. Um, so it's and hopefully a game where we can feel confident that we can get the three well, points. Just just remind me, Pete, when is the Man United game? In the league, I have it here. It's the first of November. Not the first. Oh, 
first of November and Sky at eight fifteen. Yeah. When Wednesday uh, is it? Uh, it is a Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I just wondered. Just just throwing it out there, boys. Well, maybe I'm thinking about Jose Mourinho here, and you know, a little bit of shit already. But would you take Bruno getting a yellow in the Premier League game before that fixture? To therefore mean that the ban would be for the League Cup, meaning that he doesn't miss any Premier League games. Would that would that be something you consider? Or I want to win the League Cup. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, of course. I want to win everything. Um, I, I don't think we need you know for Man United. I'll be honest, I don't think we need them. No, that's a fair point. Um, I would. Uh, I wouldn't have minded it for Palace now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not true. gonna lie, that would have been a good game. Um, whether he gets one in Palace and, meet, and misses the the Wolves game, Wolves game. But, um, but no, 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 I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a fair point. Yeah, fair I'll question to, I'll to keep ask. an eye on that. I'll have to keep an um, eye on that. We should be uh, other than Barnes full strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Will um, Willa could probably be a high off as well. Possibly, yeah. You put. Mm, I reckon. He, I reckon he'll be back. I reckon he'll be back. Late October, early November, based on what we've seen, and you know he's yeah. he's already training. I'm not saying he's properly training, but you know he's, you know he's on exercise bikes and running, so he can't be yeah, no preseason. Away no, he... yeah. no preseason. Yeah. Life goals asks nice easy one. What are the next four games? We've already said um, Palace at home, Wolves away. Do yeah. You, Dad, then after that. I have it up in front of me, yeah. So then, uh, uh, the, uh, just Premier League games. Uh, next up is Arsenal on the 4th of November uh, at home. And then the next Premier League game after that yeah. is the 11th, yeah, Bournemouth, uh, 11th of November um, away. Mm. So in total, we have, we have Palace, Dortmund, Wolves, Man United, Arsenal, Dortmund, Bournemouth. Mm. Going that far. Arsenal won't be looking forward to that game. No way. Come to St. James's. Well, we've seen what's happened the last two times they've come to St. James's. And now they're, they're, they're flying high after beating City today. So uh, yeah, it'll be it, interesting. It'll, it'll, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a really, really tough game. Um, I, th- I think we'll learn from our mistakes of what we did last time. We went we went proper gung-ho and we got caught in and behind. I don't think we made that mistake again. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Should be good. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, really good point from Life Goals as well. Here, Life Goals says last season Newcastle took roughly the same points from these fixtures. Um, it's 13 from eight, which is averaging 1.625 per per game. I think he's saying there, PPG. I think, well, I think that's right. Points, per, points game. per game, points per game. Um, over the season, that would be 61, 62 points. Last season was something like 71 points. I mean, we, we've said all this already, lads, haven't we? We've had a difficult start to the season and we've got some very difficult fixtures of the way. Um, so now is kind of our turn, now or our time to have this this run. I mean, Daz, do you think that, um, you know, that those run of games that we've just mentioned, do, do you see you know that as a positive? Do you think that we can continue this run? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about uh, coming up against um, Palace or Wolves uh, or Man United in the League Cup, by the way. Um but, but yeah, um, 
yeah, look, it's good to have those those difficult ones, the Liverpool and the Man City ones, out of the way. Um, and yeah, we can start picking up points and and hopefully moving up the the league a bit. And as Pete said, as long as we're there, they are about ready to, to to challenge. And who knows where we are? We're, and and another point, Pete made, we're still in everything. So when we started out in this season, we're still in everything. So and as life goes after a, a job as Stato, there's some very good stats there. Life goes well done. Very good, very good. And Pete, I'm Go, go, go for it. Go. Oh, sorry, go, mate. Go on. Sorry. We're going to say 14 games, I think it was, that we drew last season, uh, equaled with Brentford. Um, one of Jordy's down south boys, I think it was Seb, that mentioned it um, in the chat earlier. Yeah. We go and beat Palace at home. That's already one of those draws that we've ticked into a win. Um, exactly the same um, if we then go and win against Bournemouth uh, away. Um, so we've got an opportunity to change some of those draws that we should have won into wins, and then you're taking that 62 yeah. points, and it already it already goes up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Pete, I'm leaving the last one for you, mate. Alan Thompson, very good question, um, lads. Question: The top of the league is very congested, uh, as we saw today when we were seeing it, talking about the results from earlier on today. With Man City losing again. Do you think it's wide open or do you think it's too early until, say, maybe 10 matches to go? What I believe is that I do think Man City will still win the league, but I don't think it will be as far a distance in terms of Arsenal and Man United. Arsenal and Man City, where their, their gap of quality and points was so far away from everybody else, I don't see it being like that this season. I see maybe three or four teams, and we've got the league now, so you can see. I can see three or four teams actually being close to each other, fighting out for maybe the Premier League title. Um, and then I think you've got a clutch of teams, potentially anywhere from fourth to eighth, where we are right now. So that clutch of teams that we've got, whether it stays those teams, so you've got us in eighth, West Ham, Brighton, Villa, Liverpool. So any of those positions, I think those positions are all going to be quite tight. And they are right now. You look at it, you know, there's three points difference between us. You know, if it, we, we, we'd have gone above West Ham. If Brighton had lost today, we'd have gone up to sixth with, with a win. I think it could change very, very quickly. Um, and I think there'll be a fight out between eighth to fourth. Um, and I think it could be very, very tight. And that's why I say what we do in Europe and what we do in the Cups, like if we can continue this run and still pick up results in the Premier League, I think in the in, in the parts of the season where we're not heavily like em emphasised on Champions League football, on Cup football, I think we could pick up a lot of points in the Premier League. I really do. Um, and I think if we can get to December and still be in eighth position or higher, we are banging the race. Bang yeah. in the race. Yeah, it, it's a bit, a bit of a, to me. It's a bit of a false position here for Spurs, even though they have really surprised me. I had them down at ninth at the start of the season, but no, they've done they've done a, a amazing. But <clears throat> I, 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 they're not staying. <clears throat> they're not staying in, in the top three for, for me. I think they'll be in the mix as well. Uh, with, with us all here, we'll be all bunching Hon up. Honestly, Daz, I think they've got one game a week. I think yeah. the one thing that they haven't got is the squad. If yeah. Madison gets injured, they're screwed. If Son gets injured, they're screwed. Um, like if all they are is one key player away and they're screwed, like they haven't got the squad. Tottenham fans have mentioned it. Toby's talked about it as well. If they can if they can limp through and still be in the top four by 
January, I think they'll sign players and then improve the squad. And mm. that's when you probably then start to say, okay, Tottenham are in the mix here. But I, it, all it takes is an injury or two from one or two of their key players. Like we've had key players out and we've still churned through results because our squad is better than Tottenham's. In mm. my opinion, our squad is better than Tottenham's. Um, yeah. But I do think that if they can limp through to January and then sign a few players, they'll be in the mix. But I expect them to have a drop-off between now and December. Do you know what, Pete? I don't know the stats, but I think that's a great shout because I, I fully expect Tottenham to drop off because I think they've also had a, a few very lucky results. And that's not, I'm not taking anything away from Tottenham. I think they've been fantastic. But I do think it is fair to say they've had a few lucky results. I mean, obviously, Liverpool, um, you know, with the disallowed goal for Diaz, that changes the game. They scored two goals in the last four minutes against Sheffield United when they were losing 1-0. Um, they won 1-0 again tight. Uh, against Luton, Luton were really going at them at one point. I just, I agree with you. If you, if you look, I, I don't know this for facts, but obviously because I do me fancy footy and my mate and works as Tottenham fans, so I know he's, he, I'm, I'm a little bit invested in Tottenham this season, put it that way. And I, I, now, for memory, when I check Tottenham's lineup, I reckon this season, I'd love to know how many players they've used this season because I bet you it's about 13, 14. Because every single player that they've they've played the same team for nearly all of those games, they haven't had to make any changes or they haven't lost out with anyone. Um, they've been fortunate so far, and like you say, as soon as they get two or three injuries, I think they're in trouble. Cool. That was it for the comments, I guess. Um, maybe yeah, that was last one. Mate. That was the last one. Yeah. Shout out to our sponsors then. Uh, so shout out to. Readygetashed.com and Russ's Rads as we put Chris in jail and you know already the oh, what's happened there the beautiful radiators that um, Russ has available go check them out on the Readygetashed.com um, also if you need to get them installed the install works uh, Russ's other company will start you out there too it's coming into the winter now you are heading towards it anyway so uh, yeah now's the time to start it all out and if you're looking for a new bathroom or a bathroom uh h2o bathroom design code the northeast largest fire of Velcar and botch bathroom where team valley gets it over 20 years established run by the family get down to the showroom on 11th avenue team valley state gets it and you also know the fabulous bathrooms that are there in the showroom go check them out Mention loaded, you never know what they could do. Um, that's it for the sponsors. I think that's it for the show, lads. We will be back. Uh, international break. Oh, uh, we'll be back with with more more content during the week. We just have to decide properly what we're what we're doing. Uh, we'll start that out. But Pete, you wanted to say something there? Yeah, just looking at the at the live show. We've only got sixty likes, and we've had like hundred and eighty in the chat over the course of this show. Come on, people, you know what you need to do. Any excuse for us to get this up again? Yes. Uh, click that like <laughs> button on the way out. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe. Come on, guys. You know it makes sense. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm seeing the Race for Europe chat pop up and everyone's calling out LB uh, about the Race for Europe show. And interestingly enough, he says, I'm not available. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, we've all done it. We've all had bad to beat. <laughs> and the... Uh, He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's throwing in the towel. Oh, thanks for that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, yeah. So that is it for the show, guys. I think we'll not we'll not end on the how tonight. We'll end on this one. I haven't seen this Ooh. one for a while. Yeah, we, we, it's an old one. But uh, good night, everyone. See you soon. Isaac. <laughs> <laughs>